Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Host Daily Dose. Guess who's back? Hello, neighbor. Here's Johnny. Hello, Facebook, and welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose. With me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guidance servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. The old man has come down from the mountaintop. And I am glad to be back with you all, to see you, to spend time with you, to share with you. I feel refreshed and restored and reinvigorated. And to be quite honest with you, I was just burning at both ends, going nonstop. And just was really tired and just need a break. And so that's what I do when it is time to take a break. I take a break. And so now I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back here with you guys. And we're just going to go right into today's episode and talk about a question from one of my coaches, Kelly. Kelly Belt had a parent struggling with a teenager who's very disrespectful to his mother. Hello there, Mimi, and I miss you too. He's very disrespectful to his mother. And I know there's a backstory because that's what I said to Kelly. I said, you know, there's probably some backstory playing out. But essentially, he makes demands of the mom. She brings him stuff. He says ugly things. And Kelly is like, what do I suggest to this mom? So first of all, I always like to understand a little bit of the backstory because I feel like it gives me a little bit more insight. But just in not... In not knowing that backstory, hello there, Sephora. Not knowing that backstory, but having encountered this situation many, many times before, there are a couple ways that we need to look at that and that we need to deal with it. And you know, I'm looking at a really beautiful flower. I think I want to show it to you guys. I am, of course, back in the amazing God created country of Crescent City after a five hour drive today up from Chico. God bless all those folks down there in Chico and Oroville and our families down there. Thinking about you guys, praying for you guys. There's fires. It just gets crazy. But look at this flower. Is that not just one of the most beautiful things? And you know what? This grows naturally. Like it just, like, just pops up. So anyway, let me just post up right here. Anyway, child says disrespectful rude things to the mom and mom's not sure how to how to deal with it and here's here's what's important first of all all things all things when at all possible have to be guided from the foundation of the relationship if there's a child a teenager and he's saying really rude things when his mom's serving him making demands etc etc that tells me that there is some some weakness in the relationship that even perhaps he's feeling threatened by by her in some way. Hello there, Shannon. He's feeling threatened by her in some way. And her attempts to serve him are actually not, not met with security. They're not met with certainty because she is essentially putting up with this, this, these discouraging, um, remarks, this discouraging, um, derogatory, remarks and she's not sure what to do about it and so then what happens that tells me she's coming from a place of insecurity herself a place of anxiety so it obviously can't feel good but then what happens is 
he he makes the nasty statements to her, which is speaking to his own state of stress and anxiety. So there's a lot of insecurity in the relationship. So what I would ask the mom to do in this particular situation, and this is going to take some cojones, so to speak, is the next time she is, the next time the teenager makes a demand, I want you to stop. And this is going to be a bit of a shock. I want you to take a deep breath. And I want you to say, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. And I want you to walk away. I don't want you to say anything about the, the disparaging. I was thinking about that D. What was that D? That disparaging remark. I don't want you to say anything about the remark. Nothing like that. I just want you to slow down. I want you to stop. I want you to breathe. And I want you to walk away. I want you to say, I don't think I'm going to do that. And I want you to walk away. And there's no telling what kind of reaction that can create for a child. A child who feels really entitled from their insecurity could blow up. Like, why aren't you going to do it? You need to do this for me. Blah, 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 blah. That's fine. He could just shut down. He could have a holy shit moment and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe oh, she finally, she finally, you know, set a limit and, you know, a nonverbal unspoken limit. And she's abiding by, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I said that. So it's all, all, all of a sudden this, like, level of shock. Or, you know, he could come back. He could even apologize. You never really know what that teenage brain is going to do. I have a suspicion that this particular teenager is going to get more upset. So when he comes back to the mom and he says, why are you not blah, 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 blah. I don't want you to respond. Keep breathing. And again, this is going to take cojones because you now you're in this negative feedback loop, right? We create these negative feedback loops with our children and then we wonder why they behave the way they behave. I'm going to say that again. We create these negative feedback loops with our children and then we wonder why they behave the way they behave. It's because we've created these negative feedback loops and we have fostered these, these patterns, these neural pathways in their brain, which lead them down pathways of stress and destruction and, and, and disrepair of relationships. So that's why they behave that way, because they're conditioned to. Because we are conditioned to behave the way that we behave. It's a two-way street. It's a relationship. It's a dynamic dance between two people. And it involves both parties. This is not just your adopted child with trauma behaving a certain way because they're adopted and they have trauma. Mm -mm 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 -mm. This is a two-way street. It involves two people. So here's the part that requires the cojones. The part that requires the cojones is when your child is upset and you take a deep breath and you don't respond. And you, one, wait for him to escalate even more. And you say, I don't feel safe right now. I'm going to go ahead and leave the room. Or you wait for him to calm down and you say, you know what? I'm really sorry. Listen to these words. I am really sorry. Hello, Carrie Earnhardt Gibson. I am really sorry that I have created a relationship and allowed a relationship which makes you, which makes you feel like talking to me that way is okay and I've done that and that's my fault and I feel real bad about it because I haven't known what to do and I haven't wanted to hurt your feelings and I haven't wanted to make you feel rejected, abandoned and all that kind of stuff and I feel really sad about it and I'm really sorry but now it's my responsibility to fix it. So moving forward, when you need something, all you got to do is ask me.
Just say, hey, mom, hey, dad, would you? You don't even have to say please. Just say, hey, mom, dad, would you? Otherwise, if you use those disparaging remarks, it's going to hurt my feelings. I'm going to shut down and I'm not going to do it. And so then if I can go and sulk and if I can go and cry because you say things that hurt my feelings, then you'll have to figure out how to take care of your own things that you need on your on your own. If you can work on changing that tone, then I would probably be happy to continue doing these things for you. And before long, you form new pathways and I form new pathways and we have a loving relationship and it'll be amazing. But it's going to be really tough. And I can tell you, you might as well get ready now. You're going to be really frustrated. And I'm going to be really sad because I imagine because of the conditioning that's been set in place, you're going to keep asking me to do things in a really nasty, disrespectful way. And you're going to sense that I really want to do it, which I really do. But I feel really bad that I've created that conditioning in your brain that makes you think that's okay because it's really not. So what's going to have to happen is we're both going to have to feel really bad for a period of time. And you're going to probably get mad and cuss and feel like I don't love you. But I do love you. I just know it's my responsibility to help you learn how to communicate in a healthier, more productive way. I love you. Now, is there something you need me to do? Yes, mom. Would you please go and get ABC? Yes, son. I'd be happy to. And that's what you do over and over and over and over again. Now, granted, I use a lot of words just because I'm used to using those words. But what you got to understand about those words is it is the feeling that is underneath them. The feeling is one of responsibility. The feeling is one of sadness, shame, guilt even, that I've allowed a dynamic to occur that has created so much insecurity for you that you now lose your mind when it comes time to ask me to do something for you. I've created that. So when I'm willing to take responsibility, it takes away all the, all the threat. It takes away all the hostility. Now, you can go ahead and get angry. It's perfectly okay. That's acceptable. It's all right to be angry. But at the end of the day, it's still my responsibility to deal with it. And I'm not going to get things for you when you say ugly things for me. It's really simple. I love you to death. I've got to train you. I can't have you talking to your girlfriend and your wife and my grandchildren that way. So it's going to suck for a while and just be done. It doesn't have to be difficult. We just have to be willing to do something different. We, we just have to be willing to feel something different. The problem is, in so much of this, is we really struggle to do anything different as adults and parents. And we keep wanting our children to do something different. As long as you keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result, that is the definition of insanity. It is our adult parental brain responsibility to create the conditioning so our children can learn a new pathway. Remember, in the words of the distinguished Bruce Perry, the brain always returns to the way the event was handled the last time. 
So if you do some, if you have some situation, some engagement with your child and you handle it like an ass and you create a lot of stress and you create a lot of fear and you create a lot of threat, guess what's going to happen the next time? Because there will be another time. And when that situation shows up, guess what your child's brain is going to go back to? It's going to go back to that same dynamic. Guess what your brain's going to go back to? That same dynamic. And guess what you guys are going to do? The exact same thing you did the last time. You, my dear, beautiful, amazing parent, have the ability to change the feedback loop. You, my dear, wonderful, amazing, beautiful, insightful, present, intelligent parent, have the ability to change the conditioning, to create the opportunity for the brain to learn a new neural pathway. You have the power. God bless you. So good to see you all again. So happy to be back with you on a daily dose. I'll be back with you all week. I'm refreshed, baby. I'm back. The old man is down off of the mountain. Here's Johnny. That's my favorite. Jack Nicholson. Here's Johnny. And won't you be my neighbor? We can't forget Mr. Rogers. God bless you. Big Papa loves you. And remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue... To react from our same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm. Or we can stop. We can slow down. Take three to ten deep breaths. Woo! Thank you for sending me that love. Thank you for sending me that love. And we can choose love. See you guys tomorrow.